Blog Talk Radio. Saturday, January 3rd, 2015. I'm your host, Chris G, at Chris G1980, and this is our first episode of the year, and I hope you all had a good holiday season, and I hope that Santa Claus was nice to everybody. We'll be with you here for over the next 60 minutes to, to look back at the Montreal Canadiens games over the holiday season, over, uh, it was five games. Last week, hope you enjoyed our program with our discussions of uh, some of the top stories since the beginning of the season of uh, the Montreal Canadiens. And as you heard in our intro, Canadiens have won all five games during the holiday season. And we know it's been a busy time for everybody during the holidays. Uh, You may not have had a chance to watch every single Montreal Canadiens game, and we'll be recapping the five games in a moment. Canadiens right now have a record of a 25-11-2 after 38 games played. Gives them 52 points. Like I mentioned, they're currently on a five-game winning streak 
eight and two in uh, the last games, in the last ten games. In the Atlantic Division, Canadians are first place. Behind them are the Tampa Bay Lightning. But contrary to what we've seen in the past, the Canadians actually do have games in hand. It's two games in hand over the Tampa Bay Lightning. So therefore, the Canadians right now are in good position. And in third place, we have the Detroit Red Wings, who have 49 points. So they're three three points behind the Canadians, but they have the same amount of games played like uh, the Montreal Canadiens. In the wildcard spot, in the wildcard race, Right now, for the Canadians, it's not worth even looking at it. Canadians do have a seven-point cushion uh, before falling off to uh, that position. In the conference, Montreal Canadiens are third place with 52 points. They are one point behind the New York Islanders and one point behind their opponents for tonight, the Pittsburgh Penguins. And all these teams do have the same amount of games, 38 games played tonight. So it is very possible if the Canadians beat the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight, which is a 7 o'clock start in Pittsburgh, Canadians can go first place in the conference. And if you look in the NHL, Canadians are fifth place. The teams ahead of them in order from top to bottom, the Anaheim Ducks, Pittsburgh Penguins, New York Islanders and the Chicago Blackhawks. Canadians trail the Anaheim Ducks for first place by four points, but the Canadians do have two games in hand on uh, the Ducks. So it's looking pretty good so far for the Montreal Canadiens. And like I mentioned, Canadians play tonight at 7 o'clock against the Pittsburgh Penguins, a game that could be seen on uh, TVA Sports in French, coast to coast, and it could be seen on uh, City TV in English. I'm just trying to check right now very quickly if the New York Islanders are in action tonight and uh, they are not playing tonight. So like I mentioned, it was accurate information that I gave you before that if the Canadians beat the Penguins tonight in regulation, they'll be first place in the Eastern Conference. If you look to the Canadians' playoff chances, according to sportsclubstats.com, which is a great site, all the odds, not only for the NHL, but uh, for all the uh, professional sports, Canadians have a 95.4% chance of making the playoffs, which is it's pretty much a certainty. And in terms of winning the Cup, Canadians have a 4.2% chance of winning it. Some news and notes before tonight's game against the Penguins. Last night, P.A. Parato did not finish the game. He left in the, the second period after getting hit mid-ice. It was a clean hit. We're not gonna, we're not gonna try to say that it was a dirty hit or anything. It wasn't. It was a clean hit. We have no news whether or not he will be in the lineup tonight. And as well, there's been some conflicting reports whether or not we know who the starting goaltender for tonight will be. There was some reports that Carey Price will be the starter. It hasn't been officially announced, at least through the Twitter account like they usually do by the Montreal Canadiens. We don't know for a fact if Carey Price or Dustin Tokarski will be in goal tonight. The news is expected in about uh, two hours' time.
Speaking of goaltending, that is the the question of the day that we will be tackling today. Yesterday, with the Canadians' victory over the New Jersey Devils, Carey Price reached two milestones. He played in his 400th game, and he also obtained his 200th career victory. And we, as we know, Carey Price has played his entire career with the Montreal Canadiens. In terms of games played by a goalie, he is now third place in Montreal Canadiens history. Jacques Plount is first with 556 games played. Carey, uh, then it's, sorry, it's Patrick Waugh with 551. So Carey Price is 151 games away from second and 156 games away from being first. So the question is, do you think Carey Price will, surpl- will surpass Jacques Plante and Patrick Croix for games played by Montreal Canadiens goaltender? There's many ways you can let us know via Twitter at Habs360. You can also let us know via telephone at 1-877-455-4945. In fact, you can tweet at us or you can even give us a call to talk about anything Montreal Canadiens related. The phone lines today will be open for the entire podcast. And you can also log into blogtalkradio.com and go to the chat room at the bottom of the page and you'll be able to leave your comments as well. You just need to log in using your Twitter or Facebook account to do so. Joining me for this first episode of 2015, my co-host, his Twitter handle is at Peter Galanos. Peter, Happy New Year and uh, welcome back. Thank you, Chris. Uh, Happy New Year to you too as well and to all our uh, loyal uh, followers and listeners as well. So let's look back at the first game since our last episode which was against the Ottawa Senators on uh, December 20th. Here's Pacioretty. Gets it in. So that was a goal that was scored by Alex Galchenyuk. It was his 10th goal of the season at that time to give the Canadians a 4-1 win over the uh, Ottawa Senators. Clip courtesy of our, of Rogers. That was Paul Romanek on the call. And well, the good news is we had our doubts, but it seems to be inconsistent uh, that Alex Galchenyuk is still continuing to play at center with the Montreal Canadiens. So therefore, it seems like uh, this decision has been made and it'll be a permanent one for uh, for the Canadians. Even earlier this week, in his blog, Elliot Friedman of Rogers, it's weird not to say that he's not working for CBC, he wrote that uh, at the beginning of the season, Mark Bergevin wanted to see more of Galchenyuk at center, but there was some resistance from uh, the coach. Well, that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. The three stars of that game, Carey Price was named the first star with 24 saves, Alex Galchenyuk with a goal and assist, uh, the third star was Brendan Gallagher, and also to note that uh, Max Pacioretty got a pair of assists in, uh, in that game. The Canadians then moved on a couple of days later to face the New York Islanders in New York. Pacioretty will get it out for Brendan Gallagher. Gallagher gains the zone, drops for Galchenyuk, over to Gonchar with a shot, they score! Gallagher in front, cuts it home! 
And that was a game-winning goal that was scored by Brendan Gallagher, his 10th of the season at that time, as well assisted by Sergei Gonchar and Alex Galchenyuk. Canadians went on to beat the New York Islanders 3-1 in that game. And well, how did this game go about? Bad start by the Montreal Canadiens. Carey Price played amazing. He made 37 saves in that game, was named the second star, and the Canadiens scored, scored three goals and ended up winning the game over the New York Islanders. Where have we heard that before? It is not the first time that we hear that story for the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Brendan Gallagher was named the first star of that game. At that time, Canadians enjoyed a six-day break over the Christmas period. Players either went back home, spent some time with their families, came back on the 29th of December to face the Carolina Hurricanes in Raleigh. For Dale Reese, trying to knock it up ahead. Hainsey bats it away. The catch will follow up with it. Yevgeny Sikhanch finds room, gets in front, back and scores! And that was Yirchi Sekouch, who scored his seventh goal of the season at that time. It was the first goal of the game to give the Canadians a 1-0 lead. Canadians ended up winning that game 3-1 over the Carolina Hurricanes. And that was the goal where Sekouch just came out of the box, scored a beauty, and gave the Canadians the, the first goal on all the way to head to a, uh, a victory, the third consecutive at that time. But the first star of that game was Carey Price with 28 saves. Let's listen to his post-game comments. Well, the guys are playing extremely well in front of me, you know, especially tonight. I left a lot of rebounds out in front of the net, and uh, the decor guys are sagging down into the house and um, and doing a great job around the net. And uh, you know, I got to attribute all all that success to them. Like I said, I said this before. I think um, you know the sh the shot count is not always reflective of the game. Um, you know, they got a few shots in, in the third period there, but. You know, for the for the majority of those shots, there weren't uh, top quality chances. So, I got to give my teammates a lot of credit for that too. Carey Price being modest and giving a lot of credit to uh, his teammates. When, well, I don't necessarily agree with that because I think Carey Price has been doing a great job. Like I mentioned, 28 saves in uh, that game against Carolina. So Canadians got out of Carolina immediately after the game and headed to Florida. Great uh, time of the year to be uh, in Florida right now. And well, let's hear what happened in that game. Well, now it's the best shooter this season for Montreal, P.A. Parato, three for five, with three game deciding goals. Scores! And that was P.A. Parento scoring a shootout winner, his fourth shootout winner of the season to give the Canadians a 2-1 win against the Florida Panthers. In that game, the the stars were Dustin Tokarski, P.A. Paranto, and Roberto Luongo. So, Peter, uh, if we look at P.A. Paranto, it is his fourth shootout winner. So, he's arguably given the Canadians four extra points in the bank. And it could be a shootout win, but these 
points at the end of the season could be really important. Yeah, he reminds me a lot of uh, Pierre Dagenet back in the day when the Canadians had him. I mean, he was more of a fourth-line player, but who would occasionally always step up when it was time for uh, the shootout and score that key goal that would give the Canadians a win. And uh, Parenteau right now seems to have that kind of a role on the team. I mean, uh, he's he's clutch in the shootout. I got to give it to him. And uh, even if, uh, you know, he, he underperforms sometimes uh, during the game, if he could give that, extra point, like you said, to the Canadians in the standings. I mean, uh, there's always room for a guy like that on uh, on, on your team. And, and just with that stat, it's, uh, you could arguably say Canadians won the trade get with uh, the Colorado Avalanche for uh, for uh, Daniel Briere. But Daniel Briere, let's give him credit, last year in the playoffs, did also provide some clutch goals for, uh, for the Montreal uh, Canadians. So let's hear now from the first star of that game, Dustin Tokarski. Well, that was huge. You know, uh, the guys are playing well right now, blocking shots, committing. So it was uh, just fun to get another win. And there were some more comments that were left from some of his colleagues. Let's hear from Michel Ternier, Lars Zeller, and Nathan Boyer. Uh, we, had, we had a plan a few weeks ago, and this is the reason why we sent uh, Tokarski and Hamilton. We want to make sure he was going to be ready. Uh, for that game, and um, he, he certainly was. You know, he played really well, and uh, oh, it was like having Pricey in there. Uh, you know, he 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 did all uh, exactly what he was supposed to do, and uh, and a little bit more. So, um, you know, all, all the boys are really happy for him. You're gonna have to grind out greasy wins on the road. That's part of hockey, and. You know, it was a tight one, just like last night, but, uh, you know, good goaltending and, uh, you know, some finish uh, ended up with a big win. So we heard Peter, even uh, Lars Zeller, uh, talking about uh, Dustin Tokarski, talking, he, it was like we had Carey Price out there. And keeping in mind as well that Dustin Tokarski hadn't played an NHL game in, it was about a month. Yeah, he did get sent down to Hamilton, as we heard the coach mention for a couple of games. But... Dustin Tokarski delivered once again. Oh, definitely. And, uh, you know, I'm not surprised. I think uh, we have to admit that the Canadians are very confident in Dustin Tokarski as a backup and uh, not afraid to put him in any kind of game, uh, in any kind of situation. And uh, he stepped up and uh, he played an outstanding game. Yeah, and I think arguably we can we can say that the Montreal Canadiens could potentially have the best goalie tandem in uh, in the NHL. So the Canadiens finished off the year with the victory against the uh, Florida Panthers. So what did they do? Is they stayed in the Florida to celebrate New Year's together as a team, and then on New Year's Day they flew over to New Jersey. And last night, they faced the New Jersey Devils. Puck brought out. Subban has to curl away from Ryder. Feared it up off the glass. Knocked down by Gallagher. Plakanitz for the empty net. Scores!
Lucky. He put pucks in the net, good things are going to happen. Uh, you know, first one goes off the D-man skate, and then the second one, uh, you know, uh, pretty nice move by myself there. I'll give myself a little pat on the back, and then Borny's on the doorstep. Obviously, you want everyone contributing, and, you know, any night that uh, they contribute on the scoreboard is definitely, you know, a little bit of an extra, you know, motivation, a little bit extra of a good feeling. And, uh, you know, so happy for Borny. He's worked uh, all year, gone up and down, uh, a couple injuries, and uh, it's nice to see him break through, so we're really happy for so we heard uh, Thomas Plakaina scoring his 11th goal of the season. It was an empty net goal. Canadians went on to win 4-2. to two. And we also heard from uh, Dale Weiss and Max Pacioretty giving the thoughts after that game. And just like that, it's how the Montreal Canadiens have won five games in a row. They're currently in the streak where they've won eight out of their last nine games. And with those kind of numbers and the success that Canadians have had all season, not a surprise that we see the Montreal Canadiens uh, pretty high on uh, in the standings. We're going to take our first break. On the other side, we'll talk about the man of the hour or the week, the month of the season. Well, he's been the man for at least the last couple of seasons. We'll do that and more. On the other side of the break, this is the Habs 360 podcast featured on allhabs.net. Want the latest Habs news with game reviews, reviews, and highlights? How about full coverage of development camps and special events? Looking to follow the Hamilton Bulldogs more closely this season? Perhaps you'd like to learn more about team prospects. Would you like a place to socialize with hockey fans all over the world? We've got everything you're looking for at allhabs.net. The place where you'll find everything you need to be the most informed and connected half fan around. Hi, I'm Chris G. The Habs360 podcast and Anthony from art2canvas.com are pleased to announce the return of the Habs contest this season. I'll give you the opportunity to win a great prize courtesy of art2canvas.com. Listen to the Habs360 podcast and follow Habs360 and Habs Happy on Twitter as more details on the Habs contest will be announced soon. For high-quality canvas art at a reasonable price, visit art2canvas.com. Habs360 is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations, something any fan can support. RSM has proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundation, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. For the most trusted source of news, analysis, and features about the Montreal Canadiens, their affiliates, and their prospects, log in to allhabs.net, your year-round resource for anything Habs-related. That's allhabs.net. This is the Habs 360 Podcast. Featured on allhabs.net. 
Uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, obviously, I'm very blessed to be in the position that I'm in and, and doing what I love to do. And um, you know, it's a it's been a it's been ups and downs, no doubt. But um, you know, right now it's just fun to come to the rink and hang out with the boys every day. All right, welcome back to Habs 360. I'm Chris G along with uh, Peter. You can follow me on Twitter at ChrisG1980. And uh, don't forget, our phone lines are open for the entire podcast. You can reach us at 1-877-455-4945. And you can also reach us via Twitter at Habs360. We'll be reading your tweets uh, throughout today's episode. And you can also go to the uh, Block Talk Radio chat room and leave us your uh, comments. So we just heard here on the top from uh, Carey Price following last night's game against the uh, New Jersey Devils. And that was a milestone game for Carey Price. It was his 400th career game in the NHL. And his with a victory, it was victory number 200 in his uh, career. And if you look, Peter, uh, before we go into the milestones, Carey Price, like, if you look at uh, the common things that we've been talking about, even in the last five games that we spoke about or a lot since the beginning of the season is the performance of Carey Price and uh, the way he's been playing, the way he's been keeping the team in. And if you look at his stats in the last eight games, he's allowed a total of 11 goals in those last eight games. The Canadians have a 7-1 record. And Peter, if the Canadians are where they are right now in the standings, I think there's uh, one, the main reason that they're there is probably Carey Price. Oh, it definitely is. I mean, uh, Carey Price, it's not for nothing that he is, you know, people, many people forget that he's, uh, I'd say maybe like a top three, uh, maybe top five goaltender in the NHL. And uh, to have somebody of that caliber, of that, quality uh, goalie uh, it helps and uh, the Canadians are blessed with having a carry price and goal and uh, he is one of the main reasons why the Canadians are in this position right now yeah and I think when you said top five could be even a little bit a little conservative I think you could even you could put an argument that he could be even top three uh, right now in the NHL if you look in terms of stats only even this year, I think only Pecorini from Nashville has the better statistics. But if you look at the big picture of uh, just the way that he plays, teams are in front of him, etc., I think you could put an argument very easily that Carey Price is the is it top three in the the NHL. And I don't think there's a point of having an argument who's number one, number two, or number three, or even number four, number five, because there's good arguments for every. Uh, every single one of those goalies. Prior to last night's game against the New Jersey Devils, Price spoke about the two milestones. One that we knew he was going to hit because it was 400 games, and the other one was for uh, the wins. Well, he, we knew it was coming. We just didn't know when. It's been a it's been a pretty fun ride. You know, I played with a played with a lot of really good guys. Um, played on a few pretty good teams. Um, you know, I've really, uh, really enjoyed my time as I have, and uh, hopefully, I can play a few hundred more. It's a reflection on on the teams that I've been a part of more than anything. You know, we've uh, I've had the the privilege of playing on on several very good hockey teams, and 
I played with uh, with a lot of very good hockey players that have helped me throughout those 400 games and get that, that amount of wins. So it is in the two consecutive sound bites that we hear from Carey Price where he's mentioning that it's been a lot of fun. And, well, when your team is first place in a division, when you have five wins in a row, when they've won eight of the last ten, eight of the last nine games, I, sh- I should say, it's uh, pretty easy to have fun in the, those kind of uh, conditions. If we look in terms of his milestones, if we start off with the 400 games, only two goaltenders are ahead of him. So Carey Price is, is in third place in Canadian history. Jacques Plante is first with uh, 556 games. Patrick Roy is second with 551. And then a third place, we have Carey Price. And in terms of wins, Carey Price is fifth right now. At first place, once again, is Jacques Plante. At second place is Patrick Roy with uh, 289. So Jacques Plante has 314 wins. Then at 258, there's Ken Dryden. And then with 208 wins, there's uh, Bill Dernan, who did that uh, who many, many years ago. So Carey Price is 114 wins away from being first, but there's a couple of other uh, milestones that he'll be able to reach uh, prior to that. And Peter, for a 27-year-old, still quite an accomplishment, what Carey Price has done so far. Oh, it definitely is, and it also proves to us that uh, when the Canadians drafted him, they knew they were picking up uh, one of the best goaltenders uh, to play in the future, and uh, we can't say that they did a mistake. And uh, I mean, with those stats that uh, you just threw out, I mean, uh, if barring injury uh, or any, uh, let's say, uh, conflicts with. Uh, Coaches or ma- coach or management. I mean, Carey Price uh, in three, four years is going to be the leader in both of those uh, stats. So you take Carey Price I, in terms of games. He's about 151 games behind. So that's what about two, three, between two and three seasons, uh, maybe even four, depending on injury. In terms of wins, it's 114 wins away. So the wins is the one that. I think it might be a little bit of a tougher of a uh, of a milestone to reach, but you're confident that he'll be able to reach it. Oh, definitely. I I think he will I, because it's mostly because I see the Canadians just keep getting better and better, and uh, they they should be an elite team for the next at least uh, two to three seasons. When the Canadians drafted Carey Price, like like you mentioned, uh, a lot of there was some I want to say a lot. Uh, some people weren't happy about the the draft pick, thinking at that time Canadians already had goaltenders in the system. They had Jose Theodore, they had this guy, they had that guy, and they were they thought that while well, goaltending isn't the Canadians' number one priority, that they should have gone after the big center that we've been asking for the past what decade, maybe even two decades for the Montreal Canadiens. But like like you mentioned, Peter, Bob Gainey made the right decision in going with uh, with Carey Price at that time, drafting him. And then there was even 
controversy when it came to Carey Price because his first couple of years with Carey Price with the Canadians they weren't smooth sailing like you know he did have his struggles we had Cristobal who was in the picture who has uh, caused some goalie controversy and remember even Guy Carboneau uh, at one point wasn't sure who, who well not he wasn't sure he wasn't convinced that Carey Price would have been the number one so, the, so then what did Bob Gainey do at that time is he got rid of Crystal Balluet to make sure that Carey Price will be the number one goalie for that team. And then just a couple of seasons ago, we all remember Yaroslav Halak and the goalie, the controversy that that caused. And still, even I think even last season, maybe even this season, I'm sure there's somebody this season who still thinks that Canadian should have kept Halak over Carey Price. But if you look at it, it was no doubt about it. Carey Price was the right decision, the right choice that was made by, well, let's give credit, by Bob Gainey at that time. Bob Gainey was the one who drafted Carey Price. Bob Gainey is the one who stuck with Carey Price and saw the, the talent that he had and made sure that uh, nothing gets in, uh, in the way for that. So let us know via Twitter, at Tabs360. Or you can let us know via telephone, one 455 4945 If you think that Carey Price will surpass Jacques Plante and Patrick Roy. Or, you know what, let us know if you think as well that he'll be able to beat the records of the Montreal Canadiens for most victories. Or if you want to talk about anything Montreal Canadiens uh, related. So tonight, Canadiens facing the Pittsburgh Penguins at 7 o'clock. It's a back-to-back situation, Peter. Uh, we know most of the times Michel Therrien goes with uh, Price one game, Tokarski the other one. We saw earlier this year at one point he put Carey Price in both games. Canadians ended up losing the the second game of that uh, back-to-back. There's been some reports that apparently Carey Price will start. It hasn't been confirmed by the team. So until I hear from the team, I'll, I'll say that it's uncertain the fool being goalie tonight. Uh, what do you think should happen tonight? Should you think Canadian should go with uh, Carey Price or should they give a chance to uh, Dustin Tokarski? I think the Hatchers should just keep going with uh, what's been working so far and the strategy they've been using most of the season and just give Dustin Tokarski another start. I mean, uh, they have a lot of confidence in him and uh, he's been... You know, I think he's had maybe one or two bad games all season, but uh, he's been, he just had a good game recently, like we spoke earlier. I think the only thing that they might take into effect in that decision is that uh, next week the Canadians have a light schedule, and that's probably one of the reasons why uh, he might go with Carey Price uh, tonight once again in the back-to-back situation. Yeah, and you pretty much stole the words out of my mouth because I'm just looking at the schedule and the Canadians do have two games off and then they're playing on Tuesday night and then it's again next Saturday against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So it's it's a late schedule. If Carey Price doesn't play tonight, then you're looking at him playing on Tuesday. But even that being said, why not play? It's You're facing the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, well, when I play Carey Price, I should finish my sentence on that one. The Pittsburgh Penguins are the the best 
they're the top team right now in uh, the Eastern Conference. Why not go with head-to-head with the top uh, goaltender? That being said, I don't think I'm not saying that Dustin Tokarski can't do the job and he that he needs can't win with with the Dustin Tokarski in goal. I'm just saying why not go with your best goal? It's the best team. Let's go like uh, mano to mano, like I say, with our best guns and uh, face those. Uh, dangerous Pittsburgh Penguins. Unless you want to think about it purely the other way. Pittsburgh Penguins have been struck by mumps. <laughs> Maybe you try to keep Carey Price furthest away from the Penguins to avoid him catching it because then who knows what will happen. And it's a bit like you said. Uh, it is a big game where if the Canadians win, they'll jump to first place in the Eastern Conference. So this could be a big statement game too against the, the Penguins. A big test. Uh, it's going to be a playoff type game and uh, maybe it's just like a little challenge uh, set up by the coach so let's hear Carey Price was a star most of the games like we mentioned for uh, this season Uh, let's hear some comments from Max Pacioretty and Lars Zeller on Carey Price following the game against the Carolina Hurricanes it's the same story every night we're used to we're used to him bailing us out, but you know what? We uh, we got to play better in front of him, and and uh, you know obviously we love that he's uh, he's playing so well. But um, I I feel like in this room uh, we all know that we owe him a couple a couple games or the, some a lot of goals. So hopefully down the road we can do that for him. But uh, he's the story every night, and and uh, you know he's the MVP tonight. Yeah, it seems you know he gets getting old because we we say it every night almost. But you know he's he's a difference maker. You know. Almost every almost every game for us, um, he gives. I mean, he's so poised and confident, and you know, like I said, makes a difference for us uh, in so many games between winning and losing. Um, and uh, he did that again tonight. So there we heard earlier in the podcast. We heard Carey Price giving credit to his teammates, and here we heard teammates giving credit to Carey Price. So these guys should you know get together and speak the same language. Uh, just a couple of comments on the Twitter. Uh, Brad Graham thinks that Carey Price should start uh, tonight. And in terms of the records, Mike Klein thinks that he will surpass the, re- the record. He is 27 years old and under contract with good defensemen with replacements up and coming. So that's for sure. Canadians on defense, is I think, is where they have some good young talent coming up. So thank you very much for the tweets, uh, Mike. Just some stats on Carey Price against the Pittsburgh Penguins. He has a career record of 9, 10, and 2 with a 308 goals against average. So that's not the best stats. In his last games, in the last game, excuse me, against the Penguins, he allowed four goals on uh, on 22 shots. But if we look at some of his stats from this year on the road, Carey Price, 7-5-1 record with a 235 goals against average. Carey Price with no day's rest. So in back-to-back situations, this year he's 0-1. It was that 3-1 loss against the Dallas Stars where he made 25 saves on 28 shots. And in in his career... With zero days rest, it's happened three times, and he's 0-3 in back-to-back games, at 365 goals against average, and 899 uh, save 
percentage. So those are some uh, interesting stats as well. And the Canadians this year in back-to-back uh, -back situations, they have a record of 5-2-1 and one on uh, the second game. So keep your comments coming. coming. One eight seven seven four five five forty nine forty five is the phone number at Habs three sixty via Twitter. We're gonna take a break. On the other side, there was some line changes that the coach did uh, during the holiday season. We'll talk about that and more on the other side of the break. This is the Habs three sixty podcast featured on nohabs.net. Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated, and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. We are specifically interested in individuals who have education and or experience in the following areas. Sports writing, translation, editing, forum administration, social media administration, multimedia, graphic design, web development and user support, event planning, and sponsorship and marketing. If you are bright, loyal, passionate, and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit allhabs.net and click the Join Our Team tab today. If you missed a recent episode of the Habs 360 podcast, Search Habs360 on lawhabs.net or on iTunes for the archives. Want to make sure you never miss another episode? Subscribe to Habs360 on iTunes and all new episodes will automatically download for you. I bet you enjoy sporting your best Habs jerseys, dressing up your kids and pets in the cutest Habs gear, and showing off your decked out hockey cave or family. Well, don't just show your friends. Show your Habs. The team at All Habs wants you to boast your finest pictures for our global network of Montreal Canadiens fans. Include the hashtag ShowYourHabs when posting your fan photos on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Then log on to ShowYourHabs.com to see your entry, along with photos and posts from Habs fans all over the world. A proud member of the Rocket Sports Media Network. This is the Habs 360 podcast, featured on allhabs.net. All right, welcome back to the Habs 360 podcast. I'm Chris G at Chris G1980, along with Peter at Peter Galanos, with you for approximately the next 17 minutes or so. And don't forget, you can always join us at 1-877-455-4945 is the uh, Twitter account. So over the holiday season, it was actually right after the game against the New York Islanders. So it was during the uh, Christmas break when the Canadians did come back. There was a change on the second line of the Canadians. It used to be Bradman Prust, Thomas Plekanec, and Yirchi Sekach. The third line was David Dernay, Lars Zeller, and Pierre Parenteau. When the Canadians came back from the holidays, there was a switch. Plekainitz was matched with David Dernay and Pierre Parenteau, and Lars Zeller was matched up with Yuchi Sekach and Brandon Prust. So let's hear 
Thomas Plakanitz and his thoughts on his new line mates. This was prior to the game against the Carolina Hurricanes. Well, obviously, those guys are gifted offensively. We, uh, you know, I try to try to fit in that line uh, as, as best as I can, and uh, we're gonna work hard. We're gonna play play hard, and uh, well, we can be we can be a good line offensively. So we we heard that from uh, Thomas Plakanitz and. It's not a surprise. Thomas Plakani throughout his career has played with uh, almost any poss- any possibility of players, and for him it's just two more players. Poor guy, I'm starting to feel sorry for him. He'll never he never get a chance to have chemistry with uh, with anybody. But if you look at those two lines, I'm not sure Peter if you agree with me. I'm not crazy about that switch of of having David Dernay, who who's played what five six games on the wing. And when he's played on the wing, he's he's played well as a as a winger so far with the Canadians uh, so far. But he's been facing the he's been playing the third line, probably not facing as a, a good matchup. And he gets picked up and he gets moved on the second line. You could call that a, a promotion. And then the youngster, Yerchi Sekiat, who's had a great season with the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, he's had a bad game here and there, but, you know, who doesn't? That's uh, every single NHL player, whether you're the best player in the league or the worst player in the league, you have a bad game here and there. And David Yarnay gets promoted to that line with Plekanec and Paranto. And Yerchi Sekiat goes down to the, to the third line. So Brandon Prust, I think he does belong in the third line. Uh, that's not where my issue is. Paranto in the second line, I could live with that, but I think David Dernay should remain at least for uh, should have stayed in the third line for a bit longer and have Yuchi Sekach, who's had relatively success, stay on uh, on that second line and play with Thomas Plekanec. I think these guys have a more chance of being successful than uh, Dernay and um, Plekanec. And I don't see this Dernay Plekanec Paranto line being successful on a uh, more longer a period of time. Uh, what are your thoughts, Peter? What's even more surprising, Chris, is that uh, when the Arne was moved to third line center, he was actually doing pretty good. And uh, he even actually scored some goals where he broke his goal streak. And uh, uh, we we liked the move when it happened. Uh, we saw the advantages that it gave uh, to the Arne. And then... When these changes happened, when he went on the wing, I'm like you. Uh, David Dernay is not a uh, is not a winger. He's a centerman, uh, and if this line eventually is not gonna be. Uh, is, I don't see this line staying together long term. I mean, this is the type of line you could throw in. Uh, in as an in-game change, as a strategic move uh, to try to surprise the opponent, and it might work. But uh, in the long run, uh, this is not a good combination. Just the fact that Jack Plekanec and they are knit together, it's two small players. Uh, especially if you try this on the road, I mean, the other team could just surprise you with a line, counter back with a line with uh, big players and uh, who could out-muscle them, and it could, you know, this is not, uh, this is not a good combination, 
for me, uh, I believe that this is not going to last as long. I think the Arnishan move back to third line center, have Eller on his wing. Um, and I agree with you. I think uh, Yuri Sikat should be uh, a second line uh, forward. I think uh, he's he's showing some flashes of, uh, I mean, that goal he scored in Carolina, like you said, was a thing of beauty. And I think that uh, if you keep him with Placanic and you be patient, uh, they're going to build some chemistry. And I think they're going to become a, a very dangerous duo. They just have to find another good winger to play with them and uh, I think that would be a, a better combination for the Habs. And if you look at the Canadians since these three players were matched up together they haven't gotten a point. Max, uh, sorry, um, Thomas Fleck and scored an empty net goal last night against the Devils so I'm not really sure you can count that as uh, something the line did uh, together and actually Plekanic was on the ice with Gallagher and Pacioretty at that time. In the game against the the Panthers, Paranto scored, but it was a shootout winner. And a game against the Hurricanes, no no points produced from, from that line. Am I surprised? Is that a coincidence? I don't think it is a coincidence that these guys did not produce together. And and also another lineup move that was made by the Montreal Canadiens, and this was prior to the game against the Carolina. Sorry, it was prior to the game against the Florida Panthers on December 30th. Canadians decided to sit out Manny Mahotra, and the fourth line was compromised of Michael Bournival, Sven Adrigero, and Dale Weiss. Let's hear the coach what he had to say prior to the game on his new fourth line. Tout dépend la du match. Un gars comme Andrigato, un gars comme Wise, tu sais de l'arrière, mais tu peux jumeler Andrigato sur un trio plus offensif. Tu as pris les devants, mais tu peux utiliser un gars comme Wise dans un dans un rôle plus défensif. Donc, pour moi, c'est comme ça je les vois ces deux-là sur le quatrième trio. So we heard him there in French saying that, you know, it depends on the game and the role. That it, Depending on the game situation, you can move up players like Zvena Jugger on De Luis into a top forward line. So that is the reason why he was uh, he made that move. And Peter, I got to tell you, I was a little bit surprised of this move that was done by, um, by the coach, by Michel Terrier. Mani Mahocha, yes, he hasn't gotten... Zero. Uh, he has one assist, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, that's correct. He has one assist so far uh, this season. In the face-off circle is where we saw the biggest impact, where he had 62.4% since the beginning of the season. One of the top, if not the top, in the NHL. He had two bad games in the face-off circle before he got uh, pulled out of the lineup. And I wasn't crazy about that move. Uh, about Manny Mahotra. I think Manny Mahotra is a, a kind of a specialist that the Canadians need to find a way to slot him into the lineup. You know what? I think, you know, all season he's been patient with him. He, you know, he, he didn't get, uh, like you said, he only has one assist. Uh, but he's been amazing in the face-off circle. But I think what Michel Terry wants to see is what would happen if 
just one game to try to take him out and see what uh, another kind of combination on the fourth line uh what kind of what kind of a game he would get out of his fourth line and uh i think that just like the last game when we saw the line of Andre Ghetto with uh Bourneval and Dale Luis they you see a lot of speed on that line they get, ended up getting a goal and i think Michel Terry prefers to have a dangerous fourth line and uh I go back to the Daniel Briere situation of last season when you had a skilled forward playing on the fourth line. And I think Michel Terry, and he would often create a lot of chances and get those occasional goals that would give the team either the go-ahead goal or even a game-winning goal sometimes. And I think Michel Terry just wanted to try out and see what that kind of a combination would be with without Manny Maholtra in the lineup, sacrificing maybe a bit uh, in the face-off circle, but and I think so far he likes what he's seen. Obviously, with the five-game winning streak, it's, it passes a lot easier. And um, he's gotten another look on that fourth line, and I think he likes it so far. And in my case, I agree too. I think uh, Mahotra, yes, he's good in the face-off circle, but if you're not contributing a little bit offensively uh you know you you don't contribute as good to the team and i think uh in the end it's better off you're better off having a dangerous threat on the fourth line and just have a face-off specialist now we step with it Here's Dale Weiss breaking free. Weiss with a shot. Bucker sinks it. Can't rebound. They score. It's Portobello. He's got a two-goal night. And last night, Michael Bourneval scored two goals, his first two goals of the season. And uh, that was the second one of the night. It was Michael Bourneval's eighth game of uh, the season. And now Bourneval was in, Peter, and he's, he's capitalized on uh, the opportunity that was given to him from the coach when it took him so long before he was able to get into uh, the lineup. And the first game that he did, he ended up uh, getting uh, injured. Now let's hear what the coach thought about the fourth line following the game against the Florida Panthers. Tough decision uh, to make, but we want their fourth line to spend time in the defensive zone create some offense, get some uh, momentum out of it, and this is what the the kids did. So there's Michel Thierry pretty much echoing uh, the words that you mentioned uh, a couple of seconds ago, Peter. And tonight, Peter, we don't know yet for a fact if uh, P.A. Paranto will be in the lineup or not for the Montreal Canadiens following the, the injury from... Well, we don't know for a fact if he's injured. He did not finish last night's game against the New Jersey Devils. But let's assume that uh, Pierre Parento is not playing. So that means Manuel Mahotra would be back in the lineup. So then Manuel Mahotra will logically go in the fourth line. So who gets moved out of the fourth line to go move up into maybe in a top six or top nine position? Uh, I think Andrew Ghetto was probably going to move up. I think he's done... Uh... The, uh, the the few games that he played uh, 
in the top nine, I think he did very well, and I think uh, the Canadians would probably give him a shot. Uh, I think he's done well, and he's proven that uh, he can contribute up front. He can be a dangerous player. Would you play him with uh, Davinan Plekanec? <laughs> and uh, nickname it the Smurf Lion, I guess. Wow. No, just for that reason, I think not. I, th I don't think I would do that. I think he, you'd have to shuffle the second and the third line a bit. Yeah, so what I probably see is maybe Prust getting moved up to play with there and then play Kainitz and then have Sven Adriguero play with uh, Sekach and Eller. Another thing that another possibility that I think could happen is that maybe Deleuze gets moved up to play with uh, there and then play Kainitz, and then you have a line of Bourneval, Sven Adriguero and Mani Mahotra. On the fourth line, but from those two options, I prefer the first one. But uh, that option that you just gave now, it has been very popular from Michel Therrien this season, as we saw early on in the season when uh, he was missing, a f when he wanted to uh, shake things up, and he put Dale Weiss with the Arnen Pacioretty. So I wouldn't. That, that's probably another option that we might see tonight. I wouldn't be surprised. So tonight's game between the Canadians and the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's a seven o'clock start. A game that is being played in Pittsburgh and could be seen coast-to-coast -coast on uh, City TV in English and on uh, TVA Sports in French. Canadians, after that, playing on Tuesday night. Canadians back at home, so they're concluding their uh, their, their five-game road trip. So far, Canadians are 4-0 on the road, which is great road trip, no matter the outcome of tonight's game. So Tuesday night's game against Tampa Bay is a 7.30 p.m. start a game that could be seen only from viewers in Belleville East, could be seen on Sportsnet East in English and on RDS in French. So pretty quiet week for the Montreal Canadiens. The outstanding news and notes for tonight's game, we don't know yet if P.A. Paranto will be available for tonight's game against the Pittsburgh Penguins as he did not finish last night's game following a hit. And it has not been confirmed whether or not Carey Price or Dustin Tokarski will be the starting goaltender for tonight's game. And the only reason why there's a question on that is because it's back-to-back -back situations. And we know that Michel Therrien is a fan of using both goaltenders in, uh, in those instances. Peter G. at Peter Galanos, thank you very much. Always a pleasure, Chris. Next week. It will be the Canadians will be at their mid-season point, so we'll be doing our mid-season performance review for the Montreal Canadiens, and we'll be previewing their game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's right. It won't be a repeat, but the Canadians are actually playing the Pittsburgh Penguins once again next Saturday, but this time it will be at the Bell Centre, and hopefully it'll be a matchup for the top two teams in the Eastern Conference once again. My name is Chris G. At ChrisG1980 on Twitter. Once again, I want to wish everybody a happy new year 2015. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'll be back next Saturday, 2 p.m. Eastern, for an edition of the Habs 360 podcast. For the latest news on the Montreal Canadiens, follow us on Twitter at Habs360 and visit allhabs.net. <laughs>